Good morning, Great Abyssinia. It is good to be in the good. service of the One Lord. Yes, sir. There is a word from God this morning. Before I speak it into your hearing, will you go with me now to the throne of grace? All right. Gracious, almighty, everlasting God, we thank you for this new blessed day, O oh God. Yes, sir. We thank you for all that you're doing in the lives of your people, O oh God. And it is me, this servant, coming before you yet again, O oh God, asking that you speak in and through me, that you move and edify these, your people who are gathered in their homes and here in this place seeking a word that will carry them in the days and the weeks ahead that they can call into remembrance. Oh, yes, sir. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Yes, sir. Amen. The word today comes to us, and we can't go wrong when over 3,000 scriptures of the Bible and we heard Ron repeat some of that just a little while ago. All right. So the scripture today is found in the Old Testament book of Psalms, the 27th division, All right. and verse 14. You may have heard some of this in the King James Version, and I will be reading it to you in the New Living Testament. It reads thusly. One scripture. One scripture. Wait patiently for the Lord. Yes, sir. Be brave and courageous. Yes, sir. Yes. Yes. Wait patiently for the Lord. Yeah. Amen. 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 Seated in the presence of the Lord. <laughs> Come on. We have um, all experienced waiting. Uh huh. The message today: Wait for the Lord. Uh huh. We've all experienced. Waiting, waiting in line, sometimes a, a long line. Waiting on the arrival of an order to be delivered. Waiting at the doctor's office for your appointment. Waiting on the birth of a child. In fact, hospitals have waiting rooms designed specifically for those who are waiting. And so we see waiting can be a wait with an obvious timed outcome. We know we may seem to be waiting in the office for a long time, but we know we are scheduled for an appointment on the set date and time. There's just a delay in timing. A woman with a child pregnant, knows that she will give birth, but the discomfort in the process can cause some anxiety. All right, all right. 
but she knows the discomfort will end and a child will be born. You can track that mail order delivery that you made and get a revised timeline. Standing in a long line can be tedious, but it does move, however slow the process. We may have someone stand in line for us or have the advantage of technology that allows us to sit in our car and receive an update on our cell phones when it is our turn in line. Waiting. Waiting. But what of the uncertainty of waiting? The waiting without a timeline. A waiting where the calendar seasons change as does the year. The color of our hair changes from its youthful color to a silvery gray to no hair at all. You are betwixt and between. You are in a time known as in the meantime, in the meantime. It requires something more. It requires assurance, confidence, steadfastness, a perseverance that that which we wait for, need, desire, will manifest in a timing that is not our own, but God's. You are waiting on the Lord. Our control, you know how we like to be in control, our planning, our preparation must now acquiesce and be surrendered to God. If we are God-professing people, people of faith, we recognize in a crisis that is named by the challenges that we have in our day-to-day -day lives, a decline in our health, an income loss, family discord, loneliness. Our needs seem unmet and our desires seemingly ignored. Our desires for a life partner, a husband, a wife, a car, a home, not necessarily in that order. You question, Lord, are you there? It's me. Remember me? In the hospital clinical work I engage in, I am reminded of a gentleman I'll call Mr. Smith. The team met with him at his request. 
He was upset about the billing he'd received for his wife under the care of the agency. He questioned different billed items and the cost, all of which was covered, and there was no out-of-pocket costs for Mr. Smith. He said, well, I'm a numbers man. And he didn't care that the cost was covered. He still wanted some accountability and some understanding. And so we answered every question there was to answer. He posed and offered him a referral for anything he questioned further. It became clear in time that this meeting had nothing to do about the billing. But his grief with the separation and reality that his wife no longer recognized him, and that as he said, he had now lost his second wife. His local support system was his stepdaughter present with him and who brought him to the meeting, and his church family, a church which he no longer attended. Mr. Smith shared he was angry with God. He had no desire to talk to or about God. Didn't want to hear anything said about God. And prayers, he said, for him, as I offered to pray for him, he said, they're just a waste. I spoke with him some months later, and he appreciated the update given to him on his wife, whom I'd visited. But he said, no, nothing had changed in his views. Angry. He was waiting for his wife to die, and he would move west with his daughter and live there. I returned to work some time later after a lengthy absence to learn that Mr. Smith had died. I'd visited his wife that day and nothing had changed in her health. She had the same lovely smile and the needs for her complete care, but it was she who had outlived him. I questioned if Mr. Smith lived his final days fully at peace with God. See, our healing and our growth in the Lord comes about through relationship. And that relationship is with God. When we cut ourselves off from relationship with God, we cut ourselves off from the lifeline to God's peace and his wholeness for us. Oh, we are all filled with our day-to-day -day trials, our day-to-day -day tribulations. We are still in the midst of a pandemic. But with all that we have on our plate, overwhelming at times, have we not, as people of God, learned where would we be were it not?
for the love of God. The Bible reminds us in James, the first chapters, verses 2 through 4, Dear brothers and sisters, the Bible says, when troubles of any kind come your way, consider it an opportunity for great joy. For you know that when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. So let it grow. For when your endurance is fully developed, you will be perfect and complete, needing nothing. Oh, I just wonder sometimes, a great and merciful God who gave his son and Jesus who was on the cross, suffering that you and I might have a way to the throne of grace and get there boldly why we think our life should be so perfect without any trouble. Mm. It is our testing. Our testing through trials and tribulations is surely a strengthening of our faith. Growth and our character development. Oh, it's true. Sometimes I've said, I think, Lord, I... I've had enough character developing this week. Maybe we can just move on without just a little trouble this week. But I am in conversation with the Lord about every aspect of my life, about every aspect of your life. Are you in conversation with the Lord? Are you maintaining your relationship? What should we do when we are waiting on the Lord? be fully active and thankful in the moment that we are all in no matter the circumstance because we are not alone God has not forsaken us and we have a great and mighty God who works on behalf of us surely being thankful in the moment we are all in we can say that we need not say we are thankful for the incapacity of our loved ones, that we are thankful for being in the midst of a pandemic, but honest prayer with God about it. Is our relationship continually being developed? It is our connection that we hold on with God. It is his ability to work in and through us because we have not turned our back on God. 1 Thessalonians 5th chapter 17 through 18 provides our direction and tells us to never stop praying. Be thankful in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you who belong to Christ Jesus. Our testimony before the body of Christ isn't always spoken. Uh -huh. Sometimes and oftentimes it is seen. There is somebody who's watching you. Your talk with the Lord, 
and they are encouraged by what they see you do and experience. Your endurance and perseverance is the greatest testimony and the greatest scripture anyone may ever read. This is why, as a Christian, as you walk your life in the Lord, it is important for someone to see you and know that little do you know, they are looking at you and being encouraged by your day-to-day -day walk. You stumble, but you get up. Someone else may think, how can they do that? Yeah. I couldn't do that. But someone's watching you. Yeah. Someone sees you. And they are encouraged as they see you walk out your faith before the Lord. The psalmist David begins and ends Psalm 27 yeah. with some very encouraging words. Words which we all know that should strengthen us. And it says, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? And the psalmist David ends Psalms 27 with, Wait, wait for the Lord. Yes, sir. Be strong and take heart. Yes, sir. And wait for the Lord. Amen. 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 Amen.